How do you know if you have a rectus diastasis or from the Columbus Dispatch, this is Roxy, Rise and Fall of the TikTok Doc. I'm Max Philby. 5cc gummy bear implants. And so this is what I was showing you before. The gummy bear, see how it's more rounded at the top? Uh-huh. It gives a more dense looking breast. I always, not always, but I usually recommend this for a breast augmentation with a mastopexy because typically if you have some sagging, having more density gives a better lift. Cool. By 2022, Dr. Catherine Roxanne Grawi had been practicing for around 12 years. In that time, she amassed a social media following that attracted fans throughout Ohio, but also from across the country. The audio you heard at the top of this episode was from the operating room when the doctor was working on an out-of-state patient. It was Sarah Duckett. You might remember Sarah from way back at the end of episode one, talking about how Growy had become something other than a plastic surgeon. When the production of your social media cuts into your ability to be an effective physician, especially a surgeon, that's when it's a problem. And I think that's why the board stepped in when it did is because you were no longer a doctor. Now you're a social media personality. Before we get to the rest of Sarah's story, though, a programming note. I want to take a moment to address the shift Sarah alluded to at the end of episode one and again just now. By now you've probably wondered exactly when Growy became Roxy. There is no clear answer. There's no aha moment in time when this transformation of sorts occurred. Nonetheless, by the time Sarah met Growy, she was widely known to her patients as Dr. Roxy. Social media posts, interviews I've conducted, and medical board records all make this clear. So, Moving forward, I'm going to acknowledge this shift and start calling Growy by the name she gave herself. It's Dr. Roxy. This internet-famous social media persona is ironically what attracted Sarah to Dr. Roxy in the first place. It was 2021 when Sarah, a veteran from Tampa, Florida, said she wasn't feeling good about the way she looked. While Sarah was in uniform, she broke her neck and the steroids she was given for her injury caused her to gain weight. She wanted to have some work done, and when she saw Dr. Roxy's posts on social media, she knew exactly who she wanted to have do it. So I watched Dr. Roxy on social media for two years. I followed her on Instagram, and then I got on her Snapchat channel. I watched her surgeries daily for two years. And just on a whim one day, I saw that she offers financing. So I applied for the financing and I got approved. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Sarah was most interested in having some work done on her breasts. And Dr. Roxy suggested an augmentation and a lift would give Sarah exactly what she wanted. Sarah liked what she heard. She put a deposit down to schedule her surgery. She reserved an Airbnb and booked a plane ticket to Columbus. Sarah landed in Ohio sometime in September of 2021. 
She went to Dr. Roxy's office for a pre-op appointment, and everything seemed fine. Sarah said she signed a consent form allowing Dr. Roxy to film her procedure. On the surface, Sarah said it looked like Dr. Roxy had everything in place to film procedures. She described an operating room that had special lighting and a microphone. It was more like something you'd expect to see on a movie set rather than in a standard operating room. The next day, Sarah had her surgery. Here's some of the audio of Dr. Roxy talking to the camera in that procedure. Great, and that's what gives the upper fullness. So if you just do a breast lift, you just don't get that same upper fullness as when you put the implant in. But right now it looks like, oh, you could just do this and not the lift. But actually when she stands up, her nipple is at the lowest part of her breast. And all this tissue hanging over the fold would still be there. And that ends up looking like a longer breast and flatter at the front and sort of like a waterfall. And this part ends up being floppy compared to the rest of the breast. So that's why we do the lift to bring it back up on the chest. Sarah thought she was in the clear. And everything was fine. I think it was three days later, I flew back home to Florida. About 10 days after her surgery, Sarah began running a fever and noticed some discharge coming from one of her surgical wounds. She reached out to Roxy Plastic Surgery and was told everything was fine. But Sarah, a former Army medic, knew what an infection looked like and felt like. So, just 10 days after her surgery, she went to a Florida hospital and was diagnosed with a type of deep skin infection. The doctors there did a swab of it, and they said that I had cellulitis, and it was most likely caused from an unsterile surgical setting. And when I go back and I watch the video of my surgery, they were coming in and out of the OR. In the OR, you cannot have anything go below the sterile field, which is anything from the waist down. A doctor at the Florida hospital that Sarah visited gave her some antibiotics to get rid of the cellulitis. And she went home, hoping that it would be smooth sailing for the rest of her recovery. As the days passed, Sarah said she noticed stitches were coming loose. Then, about six weeks after her operation, something happened that she said terrified her. Sarah's husband, Kirby, was helping her change her surgical dressing when something began to happen. Warning, if you're squeamish, you might want to skip the next few seconds or so. I had something called wound dehiscence, and that's where the wound literally rips open. We were putting the, the dressing on there, and like he, we actually watched it, the skin, separate. And it was almost like a blister that had ruptured because it like spit fluid out. And I'm like, this is not normal. It took about 24 hours for Sarah and her husband to reach anyone in Dr. Roxy's office. Instead of showing concern, Sarah said her worries were met with skepticism. She was told to be patient and that everything would be just fine. Both former medics, Sarah and her husband, said there was no way someone with any medical training could look at her incision and think it was okay. The incident prompted Sarah and her husband 
to make a trip to a Florida emergency department. Sarah was so worried that she held her breast as she walked into the emergency room. She feared the implant she got might fall out. You know, if the locals got injured overseas or something, we would give medical aid. And I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. And when I saw that, I'm like, yo, that reminds me of this dude's leg that was sewn together with fishing line. That's Sarah's husband, Kirby. It was all infected and everything. And I was like, you're going to the hospital. That's what's going to happen. Sarah traveled twice more to Columbus to see Dr. Roxy. The first time was in December of 2021 when she said she visited for a follow-up appointment. During the visit, Sarah said Dr. Roxy told her that she appeared to have healed normally. But Sarah said the scarring was so bad that she decided to have what's called a revision surgery. She gave Dr. Roxy a detailed three-page summary of what she wanted done to fix the issues from her first surgery. She flew up to Columbus one final time for that procedure, which took place in July of 2022. The second time around, Sarah said Dr. Roxy did a much better job. The results of the breast augmentation were more like what she had expected the first time around. Still, Sarah said she has very noticeable one-inch thick purple scars near her armpits that need further revision with another surgery. Sarah had originally budgeted around $10,000 for her breast augmentation. When all is said and done, she said she'll probably be around $30,000 in the hole. I've talked to the credit card companies. I've asked lawyers, I'm like, look, I don't even want any money from her. I just, just have her refund the remainder of like what I owe to the finance company and just call it even. Like, I, I, I don't want her house. I don't want her car. Right. I, I don't want anything from her. Just, I just want to be Done. Just four months after Sarah's second procedure, the State Medical Board of Ohio suspended Dr. Roxy's license to practice November 18th. 2022. Sarah said she called Roxy Plastic Surgery in mid-December that year to inquire about having more work done to fix her scarring. Although Dr. Roxy's license was already suspended, the staff told her to call back in the new year. Then, when Sarah called in February 2023, the staff broke the news to her about Dr. Roxy's medical license. Suddenly, it made sense to Sarah why Dr. Roxy had been absent from social media for months. Still, the news wasn't any less surprising. I was absolutely shocked. And, you know, for a while, I tried to defend her. I was like, you know, it's, it's practicing medicine and everybody's body is different. But the more Sarah looked into the accusations against Dr. Roxy, the more she said she came to believe they had merit. The medical board notice sent to Dr. Roxy in November 2022 set a May 2023 hearing date, and cited three patients who claimed they had been injured in the operating room. 
Here's my colleague, Danae King, summarizing the accusations in that letter. Patient one suffered from free air in her abdomen, a soft tissue infection, and a perforated bowel after undergoing liposuction, a Brazilian butt lift, and a Renuvion J plasma procedure on March 21st, 2022. Patient two suffered from six punctures in her bowel, multiple tears in her bowel, and had to have surgery to remove part of her small bowel after undergoing liposuction, a Brazilian butt lift, a hernia repair, and a Renuvion J plasma procedure on December 10th, 2020. Patient three suffered from nausea, an infection, and needed to have her breast implants removed after undergoing a breast augmentation December 1st, 2021. One day, Sarah stumbled upon a private Facebook group. The group was called, Enough is Enough, Have You Been a Victim of Dr. Roxy? Sarah joined the group and started scrolling through the stories women had shared in it. She couldn't believe what she was reading. It was then that Sarah said she realized Dr. Roxy hadn't just made a mistake here or there. This was something bigger than that. And one person was at the center of it all. And I started hearing the stories. And I, w- I was hearing the things that were said to me that was said to 50 other patients. And I'm like, okay, so this wasn't just a one-off. If you've got 50 people with the same exact problem on different bodies, they live in different areas, you know, at different ethnicities, different age groups, different everything, what is the one common denominator there? Dr. Roxy. Neither Catherine Roxanne Growie nor her attorney responded to requests to comment. Next time on Roxy, Rise and Fall of the TikTok Doc. Dr. Roxy is the professional I became in hopes of a long career empowering women through the art of plastic surgery. We'll hear from Dr. Roxy herself and we'll take a look at how the state medical board made its case against the doctor. Dr. Roxy claims that this will change her life forever. Well, she has single-handedly forever changed the lives of at least three people. Read more stories and hear additional victim voices by visiting dispatch.com slash Dr. Roxy. This podcast is a production of the Columbus Dispatch. To support more local journalism like this podcast, subscribe to the Columbus Dispatch by visiting subscribe.dispatch.com.